Welcome to episode 36 of Inbound Agency Journey. I'm Andrew Dembski, and I'm so thankful that you're here right now. We're bringing a great conversation between Gray and Greg Linnemansons from Wider Group. Greg is the owner over there, and over the last few years, they've seen some amazing growth in the inbound space. In this conversation, he digs into how they brought that growth about, their ownership structure, their team structure, and the types of people they look to add to the team. Some great insight in here. I know you're going to get a lot out of it. Without further ado, folks, here we go. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Welcome back to Inbound Agency Journey. I'm your host, Gray McKenzie, and I am delighted today to have Greg Linnemanstens from Wider Group on the podcast. Wider Group is a HubSpot Platinum Partner Right now, Greg has uh, years of experience, and so we brought him on to dive into the agency that they've built, kind of his backstory, and the team that they have there. So, Greg, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks, Greg. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of this, uh, eager to tell our story. Uh, we, we're pretty proud of, of what we've done and really excited to be a whole a part of the, um, the HubSpot and, and inbound marketing ecosystem. It's an incredible thing to see, and um, we really feel like uh, those of us who are deep in it, we are making history, and it's um, it's a it's a fantastic time and a place to to, uh, to be in. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It is an exciting community to be a part of and to be contributing to. Um, so, Greg, I want to hear from you because I know that um, you've got a lot of stuff in the background to bring wider group to where it is today. Could you kind of walk us through the history? And I know that asking every agency owner this question is awesome because everyone's used to telling it over and over to prospects or clients or new team members. Um, but maybe just walk us through the highlights of wider group and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, we're, we're a little bit atypical. Um, we've been around a long time. Wider group was founded in uh, 1981. So before a lot of HubSpotters were even born, um, uh, we were a traditional small-town advertising agency. We, um, we did whatever work came through the door for whoever came through the door. And uh, we realized in, uh, well, about the time the recession was hitting, 2007, 2008, that um, that was a recipe for disaster to, to have no uh, distinct positioning. And so we started to respond to the changes in, um, in our world, and, and uh, social media was the biggest force changing things at that point, that and Google. And so we started uh, applying ourselves, uh, developing social media as, um, as a competency, as a, as, a, um, as a service offering. At the same time, recognized how important um, search was and um, SEO became another capability area that we started to build out. We began blogging ourselves at that time. And so what we what we were doing was in a lot of ways we were doing inbound. We didn't even know what it was called. And it wasn't until 2010 when, um, I, I'm, I'm still not sure how it happened, but I, I found myself on a HubSpot webinar, uh, July of 2010. And I had a Eureka moment, you know, it was just an epiphany where 15 minutes into the, the, um, the webinar, 
um, I, I, I knew this was the future, that this was what we were doing, only they were doing it so much better. They offered a platform that made perfect sense. And it, it made sense both as a marketer, because that's, that was my first reaction was, this is how we're going to market ourselves. But then I also saw that this was how we were going to build our agency, that uh, it spoke to our strengths. You know, the idea that um, we love to connect to, to clients on, um, on the business side of really being integral to their business development efforts. And when I, when I heard, um, I think it was Pete Caputa doing the, the, um, the webinar, when I heard him describing what this could mean for agencies who had a lot of capabilities that fit the, uh, the inbound requirements, um, it, it's as if it was made for us. And so um, we, we became a certified partner in early uh, 2011, and uh, it's, been a, it's been an exciting ride ever since. Wow. There you go. So, Greg, just to backtrack in the story a little bit, where did you come into Wider Group? I joined Wider as, um, as a business development guy in uh, 2000, and my wife had, had joined just a few months earlier as a copywriter, and uh, we saw it uh, as an opportunity to fulfill a dream of ours, which was to work together. And uh, you know, so we started off as um, as co-workers uh, working for Joe Whitert. There was a Joe Whitert. Okay. And um, and uh, 10 months into it, um, you know, he, he took me aside and said, you, you, know, you guys are the guys we were waiting for. Um, we'd like to make you partners. We'd like to name you president. And we hope you'd be interested in taking over the business because we're tired. We'd like to get out. And uh, we bought the business a year later and uh, and struggled, frankly, you know, with the uh, the old uh, business model that you know the business model that we inherited uh, wasn't going to work moving forward, and uh, and that's why you know we we were looking for what was next, and uh, it took us took us a while to get there, and that's why um, we're such strident advocates of um, making the the move. When I, whenever I talk to a, an agency that uh, that I see similarities, I see the struggle. Um, I'm I'm pretty aggressive in, in advocating. Take a good hard look at at inbound, and um, and while you're doing that, take a good look at HubSpot. Right, right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so you've been, so you are right now. You're in year 15 with Wider yeah. Group. That's awesome. Got Congratulations. My 15th anniversary. I got my 15th anniversary in December. There you go. My wife just had hers in July. Wow. That's awesome. So, and you also, I guess you kind of picked it up too. So, I was just talking um, with Trish from Media Junction. Oh uh, yeah, about the yeah. that's a great know, story. It man, she's got a, a very compelling story. Um, yeah. But talking about like the you got Y two K the dot com bubble, then a couple of years later you're hitting uh, the recession that you mentioned. The mother of all recessions. So, so you've kind of been through. Uh, you've been through the wash and came out uh, the better for the wear. Apparently, uh, what? Tell me a little bit though about the team, like what how the team has evolved over time. So right now, am I right in just from the website? You guys are around twenty team members. I think we're at uh, we're at eighteen. Okay, awesome. So from let's say maybe from the time that you came on board with HubSpot uh, until now, has the team size shifted, growing? Yeah. Uh, as you, have, um, as the agency has grown in inbound, or kind of what's the evolution of the team? Two thousand eight, we were eight people. Um, yeah. The beginning of this year, 
we were 11. And um, 2015 has just been an explosion of, of uh, business. Um, last year, we added um, a marketing manager. Uh, we had uh, Jamie Cartwright, was our, uh, he was an intern with us for two years. And we were really uh, training him to be marketing manager. And so um, uh, right out of college, he was our, our first marketing manager. And uh, so he had, he had most of last year to, to get things ready, um, as we saw it, you know, to, to build the plan, to, to get us uh, really where we wanted to be so that we're, we're truly clicking on, on all cylinders for marketing. And then January 1st, we added uh, a director of business development, Nicole Murtis. And um, the two of them, um, you know, having, having that dedicated resource, uh, both of them uh, do not work on billable work. They're, they're completely dedicated to wider group marketing and sales. And, um, you know, that's something that it took us a long time to get there. But, you know, as I look back... Uh, that was the most powerful investment we could have made in ourselves, and it's it's paying off uh, beautifully uh, this year. Wow! So you've added eight folks within the last year, seven folks just in 2015 to the team. And Jamie, I see his name all over the uh, all over the he's, internet. He is all over, and he's he's 23 years old. Man, good for him. That's awesome, yeah. and that's that's great that you guys also that he had the opportunity, and you um, you know. You, provided that opportunity for him to intern for two years and get to, you know, the brand and the space, uh, prior to coming into that role. So what, um, what was kind of the thinking there is the reason that you brought on a marketing person before uh, another biz dev person, was that based around just kind of a look at the internal team or is that kind of based around the philosophy of we need leads before we can sell to them? Kind of what, what prompted you to bring on Jamie as the marketing manager when you did instead of somebody else? Well, part of it was uh, was the opportunity. We, we, you know, we we had a long look at him because he was he interned us with us for so long, and and so we we started to get a feel for his potential. We also started to recognize all the work that we we really needed to do before um, before the the, uh, the funnel was where we wanted it to be, and I was already operating the role of um, biz dev. Um, I'm not as good as Nicole at it. I'll, I'll be very honest about that. She's a pro. She came to us from uh, Gannett, where she was uh, selling digital products for them. And um, her approach to uh, business development is just uh, uh, disciplined and and thorough, and uh, it just you know puts me to shame the way the way I used to do it. Um, but we, you know, I, I was operating in that capacity, and so marketing was the biggest gap and and really um getting our arms around it and and beginning to execute um as if uh we were a client of ourselves which we had never done before we'd never dedicated resources to it before and so it it seems you know looking back that was the right sequence for us right that's awesome that you made that decision that's something that you don't see from a lot of agencies and i feel like in a lot of ways um what has helped pave the way for a number of folks who I've talked talk to has been um, what the guys up at Impact, what Bob did by bringing on John Benini, um, and and Bob and Natalie, who's their director of talent, are going to be coming on the podcast here soon. But um, but bringing on a dedicated marketing. I got to interrupt person. you. Yeah, hey, you you brought up Benini. Um, 
if you uh, if you Google, you you should well, or just go to our uh, go to our blog. You'll see that um, it, it was about a year and a half ago. I I wrote a post looking for my Benini. Nice. Um, because I've, I've, I'm friends with John. I've, I've followed their story. I love what they did. And, um, and I knew, I pretty much knew I was going to, um, hire Jamie for that position, but I wanted to put it out there anyway. And, um, so I had a lot of fun with it, you know, looking for my Benini. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And I think that that, I mean, that example has really, uh, paved the way for a number of other agencies who are recognizing the importance of, doing their own marketing. Um, and I think that was something at Guava Box, that was something that we struggled with in the early days. Uh, we were just so yeah. wrapped up in the client work. And then once we actually took the time and dedicated the time and the resources to start pumping out content and working on our own inbound, that was really uh, when we hit the accelerator as an agency. Yeah. Yeah. And the argument that I would make, Gray, that I think is really, um, is sometimes overlooked. I mean, the first thing is, yeah, you want to you want to do a great job of your marketing so that you're generating uh, lots of leads. But the other side of it is, you want your own business to be the absolute best case study you could possibly have, and you're not going to get there um, if you don't have somebody who's dedicated to build that case study. And so um, we we proudly say that you know um, we're drinking the Kool Aid all the way around and. And that's our own asset test. Is we, we continue to look at what are we doing. Um, we have to be able to, to, to point to ourselves as, a, as an example of everything that we're advocating for our clients. We I never know. we never advocate something that we're not doing ourselves. That's awesome. I think that's uh, – I don't know why it's hard. I mean I understand why because it's there's no way to put your money where your mouth is without actually putting your money where your mouth is. <laughs> you um, got to come up with money. Right. But uh, but it, it – is very intuitive to just say, if we're going to be selling this to other people, we need to know how this works on our, on ourselves. And it's yeah. a challenge to do it at the beginning. But so what has, so adding seven folks to the team this year. Um, uh, so in, in these uh, upcoming episodes and recent episodes of inbound agency journey, we're diving into how, how teams get built and what, what goes into making a successful team, but what does the hiring process look like? And what's kind of, is is there are there specific points at which you say here's where I need to add this person? Is there a game plan for hiring into the future, or what's kind of your philosophy of bringing people onto the team? Well, uh, the philosophy is that we never stop interviewing, um, and so the the net is always out there. We're always connecting with people. We're always um, uh, inviting people in to meet, to um, explore interests, to see how far along they are and understanding what we do, um, you know, to gauge, uh, their most authentic intent. And, um, I, I, as a result, I, I, I often take a long time to hire people because it's a, it's a courtship. It's really, um, you know, it's not just slamming a body in it's, um, uh, it's, it's getting to know the person, getting that, letting them see and experience our culture. Um, I, Nicole and I were laughing recently. Um, our, our courtship with her took six months. Um, we knew we wanted to add the position, but we also knew it was the most important hire we were going to make. Right. And so um, there was no hurry. Um, so, you know, the, the, um, the recruitment never stops. That's got to be a constant. So that's philosophically, that's the most important thing. And the other, the other philosophical thing is that um, we hire people we like. Um, 
our culture is is very important to us, and um, we we've got to you know be be smiling when we see each other each day, happy to see each other, and um, that's an, it's a real important part of of who we are. Right. Um, so, from a sorry, go ahead, Greg. And then from a um, from an operational point of view, um, we've gotten a lot more sophisticated in how we um, manage and project our capacity load. And so um, we're really looking at at uh, person by person because everybody's got a different capability set. Um, how loaded we are in terms of um, writing and um, managing the client and managing social media and doing the SEO and building sites and and all the different uh, capability areas. And so you know we we tend to hire um, Swiss Army knives. I love Swiss Army knives as you know, people who. Who have demonstrated they can write. They also know how to um, how to do a wireframe. They um, they get um, uh, every aspect of building out a workflow. They they see what we're trying to do. They understand the buyer journey. I, I want people who are are um, uh, Renaissance uh, 2.0. Um, but you know I'm, I'm looking at it from you know from the business operation. Uh, how loaded are we? What's our projection look like? Uh, because we, we don't um, we don't intend to spend in advance of the business. We we want to time it as closely as we can, so that um, you know we've we've ramped up capacity uh, dramatically this year, and it's also the the best profitability year we've ever had. Um, so it hasn't been an investment spend. It's been a it's been a, uh, a demand meets capacity. Wow! Expansion. Uh, there's not a lot of businesses and folks who can say that in the same year. So yeah, that's- yeah. It's, it's you know, and it's been give give a ton of credit to um, our core team here. Um, besides my wife and I, we've got five shareholders, five other shareholders who have been with us uh, seven, eight, ten, eleven years between the five of them. Um. Those guys have just, they've carried a lot, you know, they've, they've stretched themselves, you know, and, um, you can't do this kind of, of expansion without people like that. Right. You know, you, you gotta have those, uh, those guys who can do the heavy lifting Yeah. and the coaching and training. And that makes a lot of sense for sure. So there's, uh, two follow-up questions I have from that, but the first one, uh, is kind of around the way that the team is structured. So you brought up Swiss Army Knives and uh, Renaissance Talent, which is, I think, what everyone's looking for, Um, folks who kind of have the capabilities to put on switch hats and dive into different areas. And that obviously impacts one of the things where I draw a direct correlation is I think that impacts profitability significantly because when you have more of of one thing going on, you don't have somebody else necessarily sitting idle because they don't have the skill set to jump in. They just switch the skill set that they're utilizing at that point. But yeah. what does so for servicing a client, let's say a, a inbound partnership client, how many folks are touching that account, or kind of what does what does the team structure look like to service a individual client? Well, we've got um, we got two two senior consultants. Um, we've got uh, four project managers, and um, and one. Um, that, that for lack of a, a better title, um, we're just calling an inbound specialist. He's, he's, he's a guy who made a, um, a career change. He was an engineer. He, was, he, was, he worked for a client of ours as an engineer. And he decided he wanted to s- 
changed to marketing. And so um, we were dubious at first, but we, we talked to him for a while and saw this guy is serious. He's going to do it. And so we brought him in um, at an entry level. So we got five people supporting the two senior consultants in, in a broad capacity of activities. So um, they're helping manage the day-to-day business. We got th- um, three people who are focused exclusively on content outside of that team, our, our creative director and, um, and two writers. And so they're, they're exclusively uh, creating content. We've got um, uh, one uh, guy who used to be called an art director, and now he's a, he's a digital director. He's technology, but he's a, he designs websites. He, um, he works on all aspects of, of, uh, of digital uh, creative. And um, this ex-engineer turns out, well, he's got some fantastic technical skills. So he's also working with our digital director. Um, he's the best example of a, of a Swiss army knife because he's, he's, he can blog, he can, um, he can do a wireframe. Um, he's even got some design skills. Um, you know, so he's, he's finding, he's having a blast. He's, he's about, I don't know, four months into this and he's having a blast because he, he we're inserting him in new areas every week. Um, you know, so we're watching him bloom, and it's you know it's going to be fun to watch. Great. So yeah, the, the versatility is critical, um, and we continue. I mean, our, our eye is on that. That um, we may have some people with titles that sound specialized. Like one of our new hires this year was a social media specialist. Um, there's no doubt he's you know he, he's got the, the skill set as he develops to be uh, a project manager and ultimately a consultant if he wants to be. Um, he's not going to be pigeonholed. There's, we don't have, um, we can't accept pigeonholing. It just it doesn't work. Right. Great. Okay. Well, that's helpful to kind of get a feel for um, how the team is set up. And I was kind of curious because there's a couple different uh, relatively popular agency models. We had uh, Mike Lieberman from Square2 on the podcast. And he was talking about the Hive uh, methodology that they have where they've got these individual hives and what are the different roles inside of a hive that's going to serve a client account. Um, so in terms of, uh, who's actively communicating with the client, is there, is it the senior consultant and the project manager who, uh, speak directly with the client or does everyone who's going to be working on that account directly interface with the client? The, um, the, uh, the senior consultants and the project managers are going to be primary communicators. So, so they're going to be day to day. Um, what what we don't do is we don't um, we don't tell a client that um, that that th- th- those will be their only points of contact. We tell them those are your prim- your primary points, and and if it's better for them to talk directly to the creative director, um, so be it. Um, so what we don't have is is a um, is something that looks good on a on a uh, on a chart an org chart. And I know, you know, Mike's got, got the hives and other people have pods and uh, it's not that neat for us. If you tried to diagram it, it would be dotted lines from everybody to everyone. And, um, you know, what, what we do have is, is very um, uh, uh, fluid um, collaboration. And so, um, you know, we, we, we might have, well, Tammy, one of our seniors, um, she's, got, she's got three direct reports. 
if Frank needs, he's another, the other senior consultant. If he needs help, um, he can get it from one of Tammy's direct reports. Right. Uh, if, uh, if there's a skill set or if there's just a capacity requirement uh, with, a, with a, a new client, and we've started up a lot of new clients this year, so we've, we've had to become fluid, we'll just do it. Um, and you know, what we're trying to do is set these project managers up to become consultants that, that um, they know all they need to do is run with it, show us that they can run with it. And um, because of the growth we've had, we're ready to, to, um, to uh, let them take the lead. And, and because they've had good exposure to the clients, if, if, uh, if we put them in the lead, the client's not going to be jarred. The client's just going to feel a transition that, that puts the, you know, the, the, the point person has shifted, uh, you know, slightly. And, um, so we think it's going to be a good transition for us as we, as we grow these uh, junior people. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to have those, those folks already in place, already communicating with the client, understanding the client account. Um, so I think you're setting yourself up well to scale there. And I think they're, uh, the vast majority of agencies are operating, I think in a similar way with a fluid team dynamic and the number of agencies with a, you know, very kind of strictly contained pod or hive. Um, I think we're going to see that continue to grow as folks grow and figure out how to, how to do this more efficiently. Um, but it's, it is kind of a challenge. And the, the other thing is the industry and the services that we provide are fluid and everything's evolving kind of on the fly. So if you're not in that state of constant evolution, uh, it's not going to be long before you're pretty far behind. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's definitely true. And then the other thing that I wanted to ask you about, Greg, that you mentioned earlier was you brought up the word culture. And so I was wondering, this, this is always interesting to hear what people say, but if you had to describe the wider culture, uh, how would you describe it? Uh, modern family. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, it's it's not that we um, we look for one type of of uh, person. We got all kinds. You know, we've got uh, we've got introverts. We've got uh, we've got sports nuts. We've got uh, well, all all different types. Um, the 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 values that that we look for um, we're going to be more um, focused on. You know, the values of of uh, collaboration and teamwork, you know, the love of being a part of something, um, getting excited about uh, about the work you're doing. However, you show your excitement, but getting excited about it, um, the joy in in um, in celebrating success together. Um, we we don't allow anybody to ever say, you know guess what team? I just did this. No, there's no I there's, we did this. We landed a new account. We got great response from a current client. Uh, um, it's look what we did. You know, it's, that's, that's the most important thing about our culture. Um, and we find ways to have fun. I mean, we, we, uh, we started having beer 30, um, every Thursday afternoon (laughs) about four years ago, I think. And, um, most weeks we find a reason to have it twice a week. <laughs> nice. You know, cause if, the, if there's something to celebrate or if, or if people have just had a really stressful day, it's okay. Let's ring the bell at four thirty and, um, 
and convene for for a cold one and some conversation. That's uh, so, awesome. Um, we're also at the same time we're very uh, family friendly. We got um, a bunch of people with little kids, and you know people know if you got to you got to go to something, if you got to drop your kids off, if you got to pick them up, that matters. You don't want to ten years from now have regrets that you weren't there for your kids. So um, you know it's 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 a very very accommodating environment. You know, we're not, uh, we don't lose people because um, we're inflexibly focused on, on doing our business. Um, we keep people because we show them how it can be. Um, and, and I'm pretty proud that we've got that, you know, we've got that going for us. I think that's the kind of thing, Greg, that as an agency owner, uh, at least for me personally, I take more pride in that than, uh, just about anything else is just what what's the culture like and how does the team feel when they go home at the end of the day, when they're at the office on their way in, what are the emotions that they have? And so to have that culture um, built in where, I mean, just a couple of the things that you mentioned, if you just hear teamwork and passion and joy yeah. and celebrating together, yeah. I mean, yeah. all, that, all that stuff really. Yeah. Just, did you see uh, Simon Sinek's presentation last year? I did. Yeah. Um, Frank uh, Frank Iska, he's he's one of our seniors. He and I were both uh, watching that, and um, uh, we weren't together. And I, I met him in the in the lobby afterwards, uh, right after I got done. And he came up to me, and um, and he said, uh, you know, when Simon was telling that story about um, about the officers eating last. Yep. He said, he said, that's, that's you and Meg. And we both, we both stood there and, and cried. <laughs> wow. And I'm getting, I'm getting choked right now telling you about it. Um, well, that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do. I don't think there's a better compliment than any, and I'm reading through leaders eat last right now, actually. Oh, it's um, great. It's a great book. But I don't think there's a bigger compliment that, that you could have than to have someone recognize uh, the way that you lead in that way. Yeah. And, and, and we mean it. I mean, it's, I love these people and, and uh, you know, we couldn't do it without them. So it's, it's important to us. Right. We're getting all sappy on the podcast. Here, Greg. I don't know what's going <laughs> Sorry, on. Great. No, that's, I mean, the truth is though, that's, that's what matters. And that's the stuff that you remember. It's not, yeah. uh, do we get this, this website wrapped up on XYZ date. So, wow. Well, I appreciate you sharing about the team, uh, and what you've gone through, Greg, I want to be respectful of your, your time. And I appreciate you taking the time to jump on and share, uh, with the podcast listeners and myself, my pleasure, Greg. just your story. If folks want to hear more about the story, hear more about how your team operates or connect with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, best way is LinkedIn. Okay. Um, I'm the only Greg Lenemanstons on LinkedIn. Um, that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah. So uh, just uh, reach out uh, and and mention the uh, podcast. Awesome. And I'll share it. I'll connect with anybody who mentions that. Great. Well, I will. Um, I will put the link in there to uh, to the wider group website. Greg to your profile so folks can track you down easily in the show notes for this, which is just going to be at doinbound.com slash podcast. Yeah. And I appreciate you making the time to join us today on Inbound Agency Journey. My pleasure, Craig. Thanks for having me. 
This episode of Inbound Agency Journey is brought to you by Let's Game Plan, the premium training product designed to help marketing agencies build better inbound marketing strategies for their clients. If you want to learn how to sell, build, and deliver an amazing inbound strategy for your clients using a pre-built and proven system, visit doinbound.com slash game plan. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash game plan. Now, back to the show. All right, Gray. Great conversation with Greg. Often confusing names right there, but I loved his story. And I thought it was cool that Greg came onto the team as a business development rep first, before he was president of this thing, before he was leading the charge as one of the the, the top inbound agencies out there. He came on as biz dev and his wife was on the team as a copy creator. And now they're kind of joined together leading this team. Uh, what a cool story of entrepreneurship kind of driving forward through highs and through lows. Uh, what were some of your takeaways after having a chance to chat with Greg and hear their journey? All right. Takeaway number one. So I think that Greg wins the award, and I guess this would be wider group, wins the award. I haven't gone back through and thought through all the prior guests that we've had on here, but as as the agency who's the oldest, I know that that's not usually uh, something that, that individuals are all excited about, but this company's been around since 1981 as a traditional marketing firm. So it was interesting to hear, kind of as as you mentioned, Greg coming in and then um, eventually you know, kind of taking over the business. So... Um, a couple takeaways. I mean, obviously, we're this whole season we're talking about culture. And last week, uh, with Trish from Media Junction, and in upcoming episodes um, with with agencies like Impact and PCR and Smartbug um, coming up in this season, we're going to be talking a lot about culture and team. But just his, I guess, a couple things that that contribute to the culture that they have is his philosophy um, outside of the values that he mentioned and the type of family-like culture that they have there. But some of his, the takeaways like never stopping, never stop interviewing um, and also looking for folks who are Swiss army knives. I think that some of those things that he brought out that weren't necessarily, they were more descriptive of how he finds people for the team and who he looks for than the culture, but that greatly impacts um, the culture, the processes that you have, mm-hmm. and the type of people that you look for, that's obviously going to have a substantial impact on the culture that you're going to build there internally. So interesting to hear uh, what they look for. And I think that we're seeing a lot of agencies. What's going to happen is a couple of things in the agency space. One is we're becoming more specialized. We see this on a high scale with agencies targeting verticals and more and more agencies understanding it. To really stand out, I need to be the best in a niche, and that niche is going to continue to get smaller and smaller, and we're going to segment ourselves out and become more and more specialized. And so you hear Swiss Army Knives, and at first you might think that's kind of the antithesis to that, um, the movement of specialization. But I I think that it's not, as we um, continue to delve deeper into niches, what we're going to need are people... um, who can handle, who have kind of a holistic understanding. And those people are always really valuable who maybe they only specialize, maybe their skill set, they're only best in class at one or two skills specifically, but they at least have an understanding and a, and a base level of competency in a lot of different areas. And so I think that that is something that we see a lot of. And I guess to take the specialization down farther inside of agencies, um, 
I think there's a dangerous level of abstraction at, that we could reach at some point. I don't think that we're there yet where you've got a designer or a developer, uh, maybe multiple levels of, of developers, a project manager, an account manager. What happens is, is you get more farther and farther removed from the client. Yeah. Uh, the ability that you have to relate and have empathy for the client's goals and even know the client's goals um, is going to start to diminish at least the motivation to know and understand those things. And so the Swiss Army Knives, I think that's a valuable asset to the team as someone who can relate to the client but also specialize in, in a couple areas. Um, so that stuck out to me and just a couple of thoughts that were running through through my head as I was thinking back on this interview. I think this is a good – this conversation is a good view into the mind of an entrepreneur, uh, you can just see that Greg, first of all, he thinks ahead, just kind of describing that moment on that HubSpot webinar where he said, this is the future of marketing. First of all, this is where this whole discipline is going and coming from looking at where he came from as one of the oldest agencies in the space, having that kind of history behind you, what that could do to your mindset, how it could tint your glasses in a sense to, to how you view the future. But being able to be in that seat and look forward and saying this is how things are going to change going down the road and making that observation about the space and then on another level deep that this is the way that our agency now is going to change and evolve and going to grow. That kind of twofold observation, looking to the future and just kind of seeing the writing on the wall there, I thought that was a cool view into his mind and how he thinks. And then hearing him describe this team, how they never stop interviewing, how they're constantly looking for people who can apply different skill sets in different situations and create awesome client results. I think there you see that as well, where when, they, when they're looking at talent, they're not saying, okay, what does your resume say you did in the past? They're saying, what could this skill set be applied to in the future? And how could this unique person come onto our team and add value in these situations? And how do we create that modern family culture of mismatched people, mismatched backgrounds, but create a united front around client success and move that whole team together. I thought that was a great vision into the mind of an entrepreneur. And you can see that he's finding success here through this model. Right, for sure. And he talked about uh, as one of the values that they have there is just um, the joy in celebrating success together. And I think that that's something where where we could definitely take a lesson from what Greg is doing in an area that, at least for me personally, improve in taking the time to reflect on what's <laughs> gone well and be grateful for that. Instead of this, uh, I think that I'm naturally wired as an achiever and just continue to push, 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 push. And uh, that's one of the areas where it just requires some discipline for me personally to step back and say, okay, that went well. We should enjoy this and celebrate mm -hmm. that. Um, and just understanding the uh, you know how different people are wired and how I guess the motivational aspect of that. But another thing that he brought up, and we talked about John Benini, um, who was a guest way back uh, on Inbound Agency Journey in episode number two. But they brought on so Greg hired Jamie Cartwright, who's taken over as their marketing manager. And so here's another agency who has realized some incredible growth. Um, as a result of investing in their own marketing and doing what they are doing for clients uh, for themselves and just doubling down on that. And so that's another takeaway. If you're an agency out there, um, the importance of and another success story to prove the efficacy of investing in your own marketing. Yeah, I liked how he said that investing in a director of marketing and a director of business development have been two of the most powerful investments that they've made thus far. I thought that spoke volumes, and you can see the the explosion of growth that has followed that here in 2015. 
Yep. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's wrap it up right there, Andrew. Um, Folks, thanks for listening. Again, we appreciate your time, the attention, and this is an awesome opportunity that we have, first of all, the the pleasure to have these conversations with guests, but then also to interact with you through emails, through social media, uh, through conversations that we're having um, in person and also online. And so if you have any thoughts on this that you would like to add to the conversation, any follow-up questions, we would love to hear those. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, connect with Greg on Twitter, um, on LinkedIn, through the website. Shoot him an email. Um, there's so many ways to connect. But just just let him know that you appreciated this. And um, if you have any questions, shoot them over as well. So next week, uh, just to give you a little preview of what's coming up, next week we are going to have Bob Ruffalo and Natalie Davis from Impact Branding and Design on the podcast talking about continuing this theme of team and culture and what does it take to build a successful team and a successful agency. So we look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.